Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Cats and cat owners deserve better than any old-fashioned litter. That's why I teamed up with scientists and veterinarians to create Pretty Litter. Its innovative crystal formula has superior odor control and weighs up to 80% less than clay litter. Pretty Litter even monitors health by changing colors to help detect early signs of potential illness. It's the world's smartest kitty litter. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. It's Thursday. It is the Looks at Notes, 22nd of <laughs> April. My name is Pete Donaldson. I'm joined by Luke Mer. Luke, how the Jerry hell are you, my friend? It says here in these notes, I'm doing okay, thanks. <laughs> it says here in these notes, has that NASA uh, Mars helicopter floated around Mate, Mars yet? I, I, just, I was... I, I, did you just click on the BBC website at the same time as me? No, no. I just, I'm just, I'm, I've been waiting all week for this bloody helicopter to start scooting around the surface of Mars. Yeah, so apparently it's successfully flown. So for those who don't know, uh, American Space Agency basically wanted to fly. They call it a small helicopter, but it's essentially a drone, um, right? Which they called Ingenuity. And they successfully flew it on Mars. It's the first powered controlled flight by an aircraft on another world. I think that should be bigger news. <laughs> Everyone knows who the Wright uh, brothers are. Yeah, I guess so. Yeah, I mean, I said, yeah, I, maybe just the press haven't woken up yet to how big a deal that is. The press but are I rubbish guess, at like... science stuff. I think there's <laughs> such a disconnect between like what science, scientists are able to achieve and what newspaper people understand them and how well it's covered. Right, okay, yeah. Look, I, I will say that I've read two new stories uh, this morning uh, about the, the, the one was NASA flying a, um, a helicopter on another planet. And the other <laughs> one is um, discovering that if you say to your Tesla, open butthole, the uh, the, the rear side uh, marker lamp mounted charge port will open. So I know which one I'll be thinking about longer. Uh, yeah. You can ask your car to open its own arse. Uh, who's who's or, designed or, that to be the case? The Tesla people—they're fun guys. They make flamethrowers and you know get involved in Bitcoin, mate. They are wacky fuckers. Do you reckon it'll be insufferable working at Tesla? Yeah, I think. It, um, no, I think it'd be insufferable working for any big um, company who thinks they're fucking stylish. We <laughs> think that if they, who are invariably more stylish than than substance in many ways. <laughs> Going back to the um, that um, drone on Mars, which is incredible. Can, as, it... Does it open its butthole at any moment? <laughs> Can, does it open its? It's got a charge somehow, hasn't it? Eh. That's true. Um, apparently, there's also been uh, an approved mission, which is going to happen sometime, I think, in the next ten years for mm. a helicopter mission to Titan, which is the, the um, I think, the biggest moon of Saturn and has amazing potential for all sorts of different uh, scientific interests. So they're pressing on. They ain't stopping. They're not resting on their laurels. This is not an end game for them. They're going, right, where can we go next? I, ju- I just think that they're looking at companies like Amazon who just uh, just will not calm the fuck down and just they're just constantly thinking about different ways of, of and Tesla as well, you know, companies who are just thinking of different ways to sort of do stuff that just generally involve more gyroscopes and um, helicopter blades. So I think NASA are just getting on board and going, hey, we invented a lot of this aeronautics bullshit, so we're going to fly, fly, fly all the way to um, Titan. How, know, how, it. how would you like to see Amazon calm down? Um, I just think I just think um, well I mean 
I think they could pay some tax. That would be good, wouldn't it? That, I, mean, I like I mean, you've approached this question go, seriously. Yeah, as we, I mean, as we go, we sort of go. Kind of, I mean, it's just all autonomous driver, driverless fucking lorries, and and kind of like you know people, you know, and the drivers they do have pissing in bottles and stuff. Like, ju- I mean, just paying a fair wage and and decent working conditions and 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 paying tax would be a good start because at the end of the day, they're not quite there. We're just having robots working for them. They've still got to use humans at some point. So yeah, I mean that, and I, and I say that with the fact that I've, I've that 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 bell at the door. Um, was probably um, a couple of pillows I just ordered from Amazon but but you know you know what it is they've had a great year they've had a fantastic year this year and no one can deny them that <laughs> I got an email from Amazon as you were making that point genuinely mm. that's just kind of that's the, that's the problem isn't it that's, that's part of the problem they are on it aren't they, they well, I mean presumably chances are we're probably on an Amazon server probably got someone listening to us recording the podcast <laughs> Um, Go on, you're not putting that in, are you? Better take that out, mate. <laughs> what, did they, what did they say on the email? I was just saying that something's been delivered. I think it's toilet paper. <laughs> Luke, that wasn't interesting. I thought you were going to give us a little pretend that the 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 the, the hand of uh, Bezos was going to like come come down and splatter us. I'll tell you what it is if you want, but it doesn't tell you on right, the email, cool. does it? No, it is. It's toilet paper. It's just depressing. Um, speaking of uh, depressing, have you did you read the story about? It's been reported in the Daily Record, so I think I'm legally about to. Um, oh, yeah, I'm, I'm legally allowed to say this because I think he's admitted to it. Um, okay. You see that David Tennant has um, essentially been accused, or, or basically, he, he's revealed that he had a fictional personal assistant for quite a long time. And right, yes. He said he said he invented a name of a person called Melissa von Stressel, right? <laughs> to act like a quote buffer to have awkward conversations I didn't want to have, right? And he would say um I find it very difficult to say no to anyone. So I would um I would basically respond as Melissa to say that I couldn't come and open a fate or do an inspirational talk. Um, <laughs> and I didn't know where to begin, so I just um, I did it this way. Is that, so basically, exactly that happens in the... Mrs. Doubtfire. Vehicle, and he's Scottish. <laughs> say again? Oh, right, yes. But Mrs. Doubtfire. I just sort of think, because he's Scottish, and I go, hello, dear, I'm so sorry. I c- he can't go and do open, the, you know, oh. judge the garden fate. Yeah, part part of me is like that's a bit weird, and and you know, I mean, fine. But the other part of me, yeah. you've you've hit onto something I was going to say, which is basically that David Tennant's an actor, right? So it would actually mm. be quite an easy thing for him to do to just pretend to be someone else and do it on the phone. Um, yeah. But presumably, because he's invented a female personal assistant, he's doing it all on email, which I think is a waste of his talent, personally. Definitely, and also like quite, he's he's, he's sort of cheaping out a little bit because he could just hire a, a personal assistant who bats flat bats away a load of stuff. So look, um, he could be doing that. I know Annika Rice did it. She had, she uh, when she um, was fired by her agent, she uh, made her own fictional agent called Clemmy Hart, I believe. Right. Um, and Good yeah, idea. And she would kind of and she would kind of drum up support, drum up jobs, you know, negotiate, um, presumably over email. I don't know whether she ever did it over the phone, which would probably I, I, I don't know how good a, an actor Annika Rice is. <laughs> she loved a helicopter. Um, she'd be up for an Attack on Titan. <laughs> Annika <laughs> Rice build a hospital for some kids. Lovely. <laughs> she, that's the thing about Annika Rice. If you sent her up in a helicopter to Titan, she would almost certainly over deliver. 
<laughs> she would, yeah. She'd over deliver in, in record time. I, I think I, I'm I'm fairly certain, and I'm not going to name names because I don't think it would be um, appropriate. I'm fairly certain there's someone I worked with in the past who um, isn't very talented and is a complete blagger and has got themselves to a far higher level than they deserve to, even though that level isn't very high. I'm fairly certain, I thought it at the time and I still think it now, they invented an agent or they've got someone who does stuff for them that isn't actually right, look, an look, agent. Look, 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 look. If you keep talking about this, my agent, Stephen... <laughs> uh, no, you, you got dropped by your agent years ago. Everyone knows that. Okay, you just stopped being an agent. Yeah. Say, so I'm going to go and live in the south of France. I was like, right, good, good for you, mate. Not yourself out. You, you, is Don't that what actually agent. happened? Yeah, he's, he, he stopped being an agent. And I, and I said, well, look, if, if anybody else at the, at the, uh, at the agency um, fancies taking me on, and he made it very clear nobody was. So, so <laughs> like, you made right, yourself fine. so unbankable that your agent quit the industry? Well, you know what? The thing is, Luke, I am not and never have been pushy. I'm not interested no. in a career. I find work uh, annoying. <laughs> best. I want to do as little as possible for as much money as I possibly can. And things like VO jobs, things like a radio job was kind of that job. Um, but the problem with like having an agent just to negotiate... Uh, one job because in radio you're only ever allowed one job people won't let you do you know I couldn't do a show for Six Music I couldn't do a show oh, for oh right so once he's got radio, you in the bag he's enough more money so he's he got you in the you. bag yeah, yeah. He, he's, made, he's made as much money as he can really unless he wants to genuinely try and sell me in on projects that to be quite frank you know I'm, I'm, I'm not a good looking man I'm not a good presenter <laughs> what's the point why, why, why would he why wouldn't he go for someone who he knows is popular and easier sell than me yeah and and you know, and, and and fits better. So so yeah, it, there's literally there was literally no point in me having. I accept uh, an that, agent Pete, but that he's point. not got to leave the industry. I mean, that's an overreaction. <laughs> so he, but he would whenever there was any negotiations to be had, he was tip top. Whatever I whatever I threw, and I would throw, and I would just because of admin, and I can't be asked admin. I just go, can you invoice for that? Can you? And then take ten percent, fifteen percent, just for doing the admin. Uh, and be I was honest, that, did you did situation. you did you keep an eye on how many percents he was taking? No, God no! He's gonna have been creaming unbelievably. No wonder he's moved to the he's south of France. On... No, exactly. So yeah, he's, he's in the south of France now. He said, "Yeah, I'm off." And I was, I was like, "Okay, uh, cool." Fucking Monte Carlo, probably. <laughs> oh dear. Anyway, but we have look, got we have got an agent to, now. To come and get me. It's a different agent. <laughs> we have got, we have got an agent now. It's a different one though. Um, yeah. Not him. I mean that guy's. I mean that guy's just. He's, he's, he's he was just passing through the industry by the sound of it. He was great. He's he's got a, a lovely little dog. Lovely little dog on Instagram. I follow. Very very, very nice man. Oh, so there's very, no hard feelings. One of, the, one of the few good agent stories I think we've all got. Bearing in mind, my past agents on more than one occasion have tried to sort of pass off a job that I've sent their way. Uh, as their own industry, very much like the extras Ricky Gervais character that Stephen oh, uh, Merchant plays. Darren Lamb. Where, <laughs> yeah, where he pretends that he's gone out and found some work for me, when in fact I've gone out and found the work and threw it his his direction. Fantastic. Why did you throw it his the direction? Balls in him. Because again, I just I, I just want things to be done properly. I, I I don't want to be invoicing myself and negotiating myself. That's what they're there for. But it just made me laugh that they went, "Oh, Pete, I found you some work uh, with this guy," and I was like, "He's my mate, and I got that work." <laughs> and I said, "Yo, you <laughs> bell, you found me nothing." Idiot. Well, oh, oh, by the way, speak. Um, talk to me about how um, your hair's going. I, I told you I cut my nose off to spite my face, didn't I? 
What do you mean? As in, you... well, I got the I got the arsehole with the local hairdresser who I've I've frequented regularly before pandemic, and they the they kind of gave the impression that they um say again. Is he off to the south of France? He's out of there. <laughs> yeah, he said he he's so fed up of cutting my hair that he's leaving the industry. No, he he. I, I used them regularly before the pandemic, and they gave me the impression that I was a valued customer, right? And mm. then um, they said that um, I called them up to get an appointment once they all opened again. They said, "Oh, we've got nothing available to like the start of June," and I was like, "Well, how's that possible? I mean, you know, I've literally rung you a day after the announcement's been made, and yeah, they said, "Oh, yeah. well, we sent an email out to all of our." valued clients and it got booked up really fast and I was like okay so I didn't get an email so you're implying that I'm not a valued client even though I come all the time and I've got quite thick hair I didn't say that but I've I, got thick hair is the lamest little bit of protestation I've ever heard I didn't say life. that bit you should use that in everything you should use that in everything no, any negotiations um, I would like to make it clear that you are talking to a person who has very thick hair no, what I'm saying is what I'm saying it makes sense sir. I didn't say that specifically but if you think about it it's perfectly logical Look, you're losing your hair Pete Dawson I'm not right that's a fact right they, <laughs> don't start lashing out just because nah. Mr Thicker right. your head's getting too warm because right. you all have and, you, and your brain's gone hot <laughs> okay listen I won't use you I'll take you out the firing line fine think of me and then think of someone of my age who's really mm. thinning on top right that's not a right. long term investment for them what they're going to get three or four haircuts left max out of them right. you're going to get me okay, for life I see. Yeah. you should true, be protecting true, true. me yeah I'm very Look, bankable. <laughs> very bankable. Yeah, but then you do have a kind of... You can get away with looking quite unkempt for a very long time. When I was in un, in Undercut Boulevard, a boulevard I should really return to because I look terrible at the moment with my ponytail. I don't um, think an undercut's going to help it, mate, if I'm being honest. No, it's 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 it's, it's not ideal. Um, but, uh, yeah, like, I, I think that um, you do... You can look... Um, you can carry uh, an unkempt hair kind of... Hair situation really, you'd look all right when it's no, a it's bit a pain, longer. Though. Yeah. And I think you, you I also every got... month. I used to go on Mr. Toppers every month when I had an undercut. You, well, you are, you are steampunk in the, you are steampunk in the streets. Um, Peaky blinders in the sheets, though, right? So you need to keep your hair pretty <laughs> fucking kept because otherwise you're going to lose that Peaky blinders look. Yeah, that I invented myself. Me and Jack Grealish. Yeah. Do you? Do you are you still a fan of Peaky Blinders? I've never seen a single episode, Luke. I think you know that. <laughs> if you could only watch one TV show between now and the rest of your life, would it uh, uh, would it be Peaky Blinders or Only Fools and Horses? <laughs> It'd probably be Peaky Blinders. The thing I was talking about Peaky Blinders yesterday, and and, um, uh, and it, it reminds me of when I was at a wedding about five years ago. Um, an Australian woman going, "Oh my God, you got hair like well, she, she's Australian, not that's South African." African. <laughs> you got you got hair like uh, you got hair like Peaky Blinders. Have you seen Peaky Blinders? And but you kept on saying far out. She just got oh man, it's far out. You should watch it. It's far <laughs> so out. With it. She's Australian, but she now punctuates her South African accent with some American accent phrases. Yeah, true, true. <laughs> what did you say? <laughs> she was just. She was just. I, said, I have no interest in, in, in Peaky Blinders. But I would say that um, there's it, no way you lot. disagree with that. You never disagree with anyone you don't know very well. <laughs> but I, I just always thought I think with Peaky Blinders is one of those shows that it just, it just feels a bit too BBC to be ever be dangerous. Yeah, and I automatically mean? don't like. I automatically don't like that sort of caper, and it's pathetic. Yeah, really you, like you, you really always think in the back of your mind, nothing truly seismic or horrific is going to happen here because it's the BBC, and they won't yeah, do it. Yeah, yeah. If it's HBO, you never know what you're going to get. 
Exactly, they're going to kill off loads of different characters in the most bloody horrible way and, and, and do whatever they want. I just think with, with the BBC, they, they have to be, um, you know, it's the same network that gives you Strictly. <laughs> yeah, that is very true. And I, I also think they have to, um, they can't do anything like off the beaten track different these days I don't think which is a shame but when we see I, I don't want to be seen as like an old guy complaining about the BBC because I do like the BBC but sometimes I don't help themselves do they <laughs> um, they, they, they really don't anyway let's have a break when we come back we're going to do some battery brands see if we've got some new players and uh, we'll also do round off the week's emails as well which will be bloody exciting so don't miss it and we'll see you in a minute it's that time of the year your vacation is coming up You can already hear the beach waves, feel the warm breeze, relax, and think about work. You really, really want it all to work out while you're away. Monday.com gives you and the team that peace of mind. When all work is on one platform and everyone's in sync, things just flow. Wherever you are, tap the banner to go to Monday.com. If you're looking for plump lips that last, you need to know about Juvederm Lip Fillers. With Juvederm Volbella XC and Juvederm Ultra XC, your lip look, whether it's subtle or bold, can last up to one full year with optimal treatment and no additional maintenance. Find a licensed specialist and see if it's right for you at Juvederm.com today. That's J-U-V-E-D-E-R-M.com. Add fullness to lips in adults over 21 with Juvederm Volbella XC or Juvederm Ultra XC. Do not use if you have severe allergies or a history of severe allergic reactions, or if you're allergic to lidocaine or the proteins used in Juvederm. Tell your doctor if you have a history of scarring or taking medicines that decrease the body's immune response or that can prolong bleeding. Common side effects include injection site redness, swelling, pain, tenderness, firmness, lumps, bumps, bruising, discoloration, or itching. As with all fillers, there's a rare risk of unintentional injection into a blood vessel, which can cause vision abnormalities, blindness, stroke, temporary scabs, or scarring. For full, important safety information, visit Juvederm.com. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Did you know cats tend to hide symptoms of sickness and pain? I learned this the hard way after losing my cat, Gingy. So I created Pretty Litter, a health monitoring litter that helps detect early signs of illness by changing colors, saving you money and potentially your cat's life. Pretty Litter is veterinary and developed, and it's the easiest way to keep tabs on your fur baby's health Right at home. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Join us on the Football Ramble as we explore the ridiculous world of football. We bring in-depth analysis of the biggest moments, like Bruno Fernandes' one-eyed penalties. Sounds like a Metallica song. Yeah, it does. <laughs> Obviously, like... with one eye open. <laughs> but if you have one eye closed, you know your perception. So imagine yeah. if you tried the dink, and it just like went like two feet in front of him. Yeah. <laughs> Every weekday, we cover the good, the bad, and the Newcastle. Although Shelby wasn't surprised either. He said the way they play isn't great. <laughs> <laughs> 
And you couldn't fucking beat him, could you? <laughs> could Shelby be the mole? Bruce accused the mole of treason. <laughs> To the Geordie Nation. Yeah. Putting the football world to rights. If you want to put a message on a T-shirt under your shirt, slag it off your mind. Yeah. That is an absolute minefield in the dressing room. (laughs) (laughs) Don't worry, lads, I'll put it in another language. Do you know how many languages that man speaks? Not with Roy. Roy. We're here with the biggest stories from the sport we love, and we want you to get involved too. Search the Football Ramble on your favourite podcast player to listen now. This was a Stakhanov production. We're back. It's the Luke and Pete Show. Pete Donaldson with you, joined by Luke Aaron Moore. Luke, before we get to the battery brands, speaking of batteries, how much space do you reckon the US saved by switching from chunky cathode ray tube televisions to LCDs? <laughs> how much? How much? What did they save? How much space? How much volumetric space? Has the US saved by switching from those big chunky TVs of yesteryear yeah. to the LCDs that you and I enjoy? That's a really good question. Walls. That's a brilliant question. I reckon the Someone answer's going to be amazing. Someone sat down and worked it out incredibly. Yeah. So basically, they've just taken so, the they've just taken the, the the dimensions. They've basically taken the amount of TVs that have been bought LCD wise and mm. taken into account the change in the dimensions and then worked out the overall yeah. space. I reckon it's like yeah. millions of square feet. But remembering, of course, that the um, LCD televisions are generally larger, so that, you know they've got oh, a right. bigger screen size by by a nice. fair whack as well. So I'll tell you, in 1997, the average TV screen size was 27 inches. That was the average TV size in 1997, right. and they were all pretty much uh, the, the, those kind of screens. And then in 2018, the average TV screen size is 47 inches. Ooh, Isn't that incredible? Yeah. The average TVs that's 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 yeah. big. That Americans' big. houses are big though. Um, True, true. Um, so you've gone from six cubic feet to 1.6 cubic feet with right. the difference in, differing in dimensions. So um, for the same amount of TVs, the amount of space saved comes to around about 32,000 Boeing 747s. Wow. <laughs> 32,000 Boeing 747s of space. And uh, what are they doing with that space? How's... Well, exactly, yeah. Get exactly. a new national park. Getting some more LEDs put up or something. I don't know what people have in the house anymore. Right. Uh, we we were having. I had a meeting with a kitchen uh, supplier, Ren Kitchen. Oh, uh, last don't week. go with and, oh, and don't go with Ren. Don't. Oh well, I'm glad our new sponsor, Ren, is uh, part of the show. <laughs> why don't I go with Ren? Why Why did you not enjoy the uh, Ren experience? It's only my opinion. It's a personal opinion. And when I had my <laughs> new kitchen done, which is only a couple of years ago, we right. explored all the main ones, and. Okay. Um, Actually, I'm going to turn this into a positive. I'm going to say the best okay. one we were told about and the and the result and the installation and the price was fantastic was Wix. Wix, right, okay. But presumably you have to install it yourself, get your own kind no. of labour around and... Nah. No? No, what, no, no, no. It's all taken care of, brother. It's all taken care of, brother, man. What? Yeah. Well, the, the South African man who was in Wren amused me greatly because the house that we're buying, um, it's got a very old kitchen and, you know, the, the, the price has been priced down accordingly. And uh, they've got this big bit. So the, 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 the work surface is all wood. Lovely bit. I mean, it's it's all right. It's a nice bit of wood, but it's it's terribly water damaged. It's like right, yeah, blistered yeah. and kind of the water's got into it and they've not sealed it properly and all that jazz. Right. But this guy, like, we showed this the guy at Wren a picture of like this uh, 
of, of, of the kitchen that we're going to be replacing. And he was obsessed with this fucking bit of wood. He was like, going, there's such a lovely bit of wood. I should, I, <laughs> if you go, oh, what you need to do, don't go here, go elsewhere. Find yourself a guy who knows about wood, knows about the wood and get, and, and, and get him to plane it down and, and reseal it. And uh, you could have a lovely, beautiful piece of wood for your kitchen. And it, he's going to be Zimbabwean. Um, you sound a bit like the woman who was talking about your hair earlier. <laughs> yes, exactly. Uh, but he was obsessed, and every time we tried to talk about, you know, cabinets and you know, getting a, you know, the, the, the fridge installed here and there, um, he just kept on bringing it back to the. I, I would not. I cannot labour this. If if you don't want it, I'll just give me a ring. I'll come round with a van and I'll take that bit of wood away. <laughs> He's obsessed with this bit of fucking wood. <laughs> He just kept on. Who was selling who the kitchen? That's what I want to know. It was very interesting. When we got our we kitchen, obsessed. listen. Here's a good. Here's how good wicks are. When we did our kitchen, they, they we got this nice piece of wood for the work surface, and uh, mm. they slightly miscalculated how much we'd need. Right. Right. And they also undercharged us for the wood because they 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 measured it up and said you'll need this amount. And somewhere along the line, it got processed wrong, and we had loads more wood than we needed. And rather than take it back again, it's a beautiful piece of, um, I think it's maple, thick maple. Um, the guys who installed the kitchen, who were this amazing team of um, Bulgarian carpenters. Acrobats. Um, yeah, they made, um, <laughs> they made a nice big cheese board for us out of it and a coffee table. And oh, the coffee table is a nice touch. I reckon I could fashion a cheese board out of it. <laughs> no, but you, but you say that, board. but you've got to sand it, you've got to seal it, you've got yeah. to do all the right stuff. It's got to be done properly. And the coffee table, Mimi finished off, but they gave, they basically let us keep it essentially. And it's, and it's nice. expensive stuff, that stuff. Yeah, no, I bet. I, 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 I love. I between working for local government and working for radio, I um, we're talking about this, isn't it? Like the. Um, that you you sort of like look back at your life and you kind of forget the kind of like the the, the wilderness kind of couple of years that you that you kind of don't know what you're doing and you're trying to sort of forge a path but you're a little bit unsure and you're just trying to sort of maintain some level of kind of uh, income and I remember going for a, a job um, at a at a at a um, like a timber yard and I can't it was like near Finsbury Park I think right just this little timber yard. Um, because um, I was moving from local government and I was on, you know, 30 grand going down to 50 quid a day uh, at XFM, uh, which didn't get increased by a huge amount <laughs> as, as, it, as it went on. But I was I was getting paid a pittance at XFM, but I wanted I really wanted to work there. And so I had to work other jobs and that kind of going for a job at a timber yard, just kind of walking in and sort of going and the man showing me where all the timber came from in, 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 in Scandinavia and stuff like that. It's like I could have been a timber man. It could have gone the other way. What would you have actually been doing there? Um, I think it was some kind of marketing. <laughs> I can't remember to be honest. It was some. I wasn't like operating the the buzz saw or anything, but I just remember sort of going, "This is weird." I was. I did not. I wasn't going from marketing uh, executive at a, a London-based uh, Quango. Um, for, for, yeah, can for, I just say? I mean, if you want, if you want an example of the disgusting wastage at local government level. It's peak dollars from thirty grand a year in two thousand and three. <laughs> Unbelievable! I cannot believe what you would have been bringing to the table with respect in two thousand and three for thirty k a year. That's almost yeah. twenty years ago. 
Astonishing. Yeah, but it, it, I mean, it was a quang. I mean, look, it was private. It, it was effectively private sector. I was owned by a company. I was, you know, it, it wasn't as if that 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 was very much a private company making the money. So imagine if I was on the payroll of just the the local government doing what I was doing. Terrible, terrible. Yeah, could have been worse. Oh, by the way, Awful. before producing that as a coronary, I've got to do these battery mm. brands. Sorry, um, I said sorry. I, I said I would do them. Um, Martin Salmon has sent in Camelion batteries. I've looked at them, and mm. I don't specifically familiar. remember the name but I do recognise the picture so I'm going to say not a new player sorry mm. Martin uh, Damien yeah. Murray has sent in two types he sent in Duraday which definitely are not new players and he's right. also sent in Toy State Toy State which I believe are <laughs> yeah I reckon I yeah I, I I think the first ones I've I, again I don't recognise the name but I recognise the vibe if I think it's fair to say I'm going to give Damien one out of two there, and Kieran Ross mm. has sent in Golden Power. We saw Golden Power for the first time in 2009. Sorry, Kieran, you're way <laughs> Sorry, wider than Mark there. Golden Power is not a new player. So out mm. of the four, Camelot and Duraday, Golden Power, and Toy State, it is the latter of those, Toy State, that is officially a new player entering the game. Beautiful. Get it on the list. Fantastic stuff. Shall we get an email? Yeah, squeeze an email in. Why not? Let's squeeze an email up. Patrick, with a surname that has been redacted for future job reasons. Hello, chaps. <laughs> Great show. Long-time listener. Uh, still look, uh, stuck in lockdown here in Dublin, so the continuing stream of battery and steampunk-related content has given me the boost I need. I enjoy that we have cornered the market on steampunk content, but neither of us really know what it is. Uh, listening to a previous show where a listener uh, mentioned the paper-in-hand walk-around-the-office ploy to look busy, something that Luke Moore on more than one occasion has uh, employed. It reminded me of a tactic my friend and I used to do when we were actually allowed in offices. When we worked in telesales on an open planned floor, surfing the World Wide Web, uh, it was forbidden as we needed to be constantly dialing or emailing prospective clients. Therefore, we created an ingenious solution which allowed us to continue scrolling uh, football and comedy websites whilst giving the illusion of grafting hard for the business. All we had to do was find the article we wanted to read, copy it in full and paste it into a new email correspondence at work. Whenever the top brass was mulling, ar- mulling about, it would simply appear we were working hard sending out emails. This only backfired on me uh, once when my boss came over unexpectedly and in a rush to close the email, I ended up sending it out. Cue an awkward <laughs> email exchange with a current client as to why I'd sent them that day's BBC Sports gossip column. <laughs> Amazing. Look, in enriching the lives of your clients. Very enjoyable. P.S. On a previous show, you speculated what Downing Street was like. On my job after telesales, I worked in providing photocopiers. Um, oh, wait a minute. Uh, Patrick's yeah. saying that you should redact uh, the photocopying part so because... after saying photocopy yeah I mean, but I mean no I'm, one's going to keeping what, it in a random yeah. man sold po- photocopies, <laughs> photocopies to the government you're not going to yeah, get in trouble exactly. for that Patrick I think you're being too, yeah. too cautious you'll be fine you'll be fine we understand that Downing Street needs photocopiers and men sell photocopiers there's no trade secrets yeah, here. suffice fine. to say it was always an amazing experience. It's like the TARDIS as you enter. It's huge in all directions. I also met the former resident, Cat Ollie, and used to give him a good stroke whilst I wait for engineers to uh, fix the copiers. Lovely old job. Fantastic. I love the idea of just sitting in the, the very, you know, the very nucleus of power and just sitting there casually stroking a cat. <laughs> very, <laughs> very Bond villain. Yeah. Um, thanks for that, Patrick. I, I mean, I can only say that when... Um, when I worked at a call centre back in the day, the only website that wasn't blocked for some reason um, was the Guardian website. So you'd spend all your right. time like reading 
A lot of content on there. Reviews. But yeah, exactly. It was ideal, actually. Lots of I, content. I don't know why that slipped through in there, but it did. But it was I before really, social a lot media of anyway. like A lot of like football um, websites and stuff used to have a boss key function. Do you remember? Uh, like, there used to be like um, a, a thing you could click on every page. There's a little, little cross, and it would change into like an Excel spreadsheet or something. Oh, that's Some nice. video yeah. games had it as well. I like that a lot. SimCity, yeah. I think, had one, maybe. I remember Fantastic. a forum I used to frequent have a quick had a quick boss um, button mm. where you click on it it flicks up an Excel graph yeah is that I mean, football 365 it might have been yeah I, but I mm. never had any use to be looking at a graph it basically if, if I was looking at a graph people would be like <laughs> what are you doing like, what is he doing that's less like the work he should be doing in a fucking internet forum sadly <laughs> anyway Pete Donaldson that that's BMI? it right that's All it right, for us uh, isn't yeah it? let's get out of it yeah let's get out of it I mean this has been uh, the first edition of the Luke and Pete show we'll be back on Monday with more of this keep your battery brands coming in uh, I want to know stuff like um, do have we ever seen a dinosaur's willy um, <laughs> have we ever um, seen there's Flying loads of questions to another planet Cat- exactly helicopters at other planets all kinds of stuff uh, send them all in uh, and we'll see you on Monday alright yeah, don't forget, it's hello at LukeandPeteShow.com on the email, at LukeandPeteShow on the Twitter and the Instagram. And as Pete says, we'll see you on Monday. Have a lovely weekend. Thanks for listening, and we'll speak to you soon. Oh, it's a lovely bit of wood. Give me a wood. This was a Stakhanov production and part of the Acast Creative Network. 